When faith is not exercised, when faith is not exercised, I see some of you have to write it out. I don't know if you're typing it on your. When faith is not exercised, the promises of God. When faith is not exercised, the promises of God. Everybody's looking up now. Last time. When faith is not exercised, the promises of God bring no comfort. It means the promises are there, but you can't get them because you're not exercising faith. Okay. Everybody's got that one? All right. Glory to God. And if you'll turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. We're going to be moving around this morning quite a bit. That's 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks for the opportunity, Father God, to look at your word. And Father God, as the word goes forth, we're asking that your Holy Spirit give each and every one of us a greater revelation, Father God, than that which is being taught. So Father, I thank you, Lord, that as the revelations come, Father God, each and every one of us will implement, Father God, that which you will show us as individuals. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, God has... Uh, made wonderful plans for each and every one of us uh, to be fulfilled in our life. Amen? Uh, true success means becoming a person that God wants you to become. True, true success means becoming the person that God wants you to become and reaching the goals that he, that he has set before you. So, uh, are you ready? 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Looking at verse 7, you should already have it highlighted in your Bible. If not, do it so. It says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, um, from the King James, it says, We walk by faith, not by sight. I'm going to read that from the Amplified. We walk by faith. We regulate our lives and conduct, conduct our sides by the conviction or belief, respecting man's relationships to God and dividing things with trust and holy, holy forever, thus we walk, not by sight or, or appearances. We walk by faith, not by appearances, not by feelings, not by reasonings. We walk by faith. Uh, so, with that mind and thought, let's go to book of John chapter 4 now. That's John chapter 4. We're supposed to, how are, are we supposed to walk? How? Okay, that's better. Look at John chapter 4, looking at verse 48. Then Jesus said unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. There's too many believers that are waiting for the signs and wonders to come to pass before they'll believe. 
uh, we, a person will not believe until they receive it or touch it or change it. What did Jesus say to, to Thomas? Touch me and see, see if I'm real or not. Because that's the only way Thomas is going to believe. He didn't believe until he had his reasonings fulfilled. His touch, his touch, okay? One will not believe until you receive or change. How is God going to do it? How's God going to do it? When is God going to do it? When? I believe this promise, but when is God going to do it? Okay. Let me just give you a little tidbit here. A little boy fell down and, and you know, um, scraped his knee. And he ran up to his dad and said, it hurts, it hurts, oh, it hurts. And so the father says, oh, we'll pray. He prays that it'd be healed. And so the kid says, oh, good. You know, runs around, plays around, runs around, comes back a few minutes later. It still hurts, it still hurts. Dad, it still hurts. Well, the father says, wait for the manifestation to take place. Give God glory. The kid kind of looked at him and said, okay. Go ran around and come right back. It hurts, it hurts. And dad says, well, you have to wait for the manifestation to take place before, you know. So the boy come, took off and ran back and says, when is the man from the station coming? Sometimes that's how we all are. When's the man at the station going to come and fix this thing? Amen? Um, there are too many Christians out there asking God, when are you going to do something about this? Lord, I prayed, I believe, but when are you going to do this? Just how long do I have to stand? When, God, are you going to do it? How much longer do I have to wait? Any of, this, any of these things have any... Some thought? Some of you are sewing like this and... <laughs> putting your head down, when, 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 right? Again, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 5, 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Say, I walk by faith and not by sight. Well, let's do it all together so it'd be sound. <laughs> I walk by faith and not by sight. Convince me. One more time. I walk by faith and not by sight. That's much better. It's a little more convincing when everybody kind of has a little you know, I walk by faith not by sight you gotta be you gotta have to know what, you, what you're saying amen faith says it's done before it sees it faith says it's done before you see it 
Now, we know that the devil's crafty. You know, he's a, well, we won't go there. We could start another sermon on that. But the devil's crafty, and he's out to remove your faith, challenge your faith, remove any rest that you have in God. He wants you to struggle in your waiting because if you wait, you begin to get doubt and unbelief coming in. And when you wait and you doubt, you begin to wonder, when is God going to do this? And, and sometimes people get mad at God. I've waited, I've wa- I waited. We, we talked about Abraham last week. He waited for, God gave him the promise and, and he waited and he waited and he waited. And he listened to Sarah and says, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. So here's Hagar and and uh, Ishmael was born. And God says, no, this is not right. I says, Sarah is, your, Sarah is your wife. And so I made a mess. We, can't, we have to move out. We can't take shortcuts. Faith is now. So what's God's problem? What's God's problem? It's you and I. God will never be our problem. So we need to quit making excuses. God is never our problem. The Bible says that God will not withhold anything good from us. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, To them that walk uprightly. That means you need to be walking in faith to get things going. Are we waiting on God? Hmm, good question. Are we waiting on God? What God provides by grace, we must possess by faith. Okay. When God, when? Let me, let me ask you the question this. When you ask Jesus into your heart, when did he come? Did, didn't you have to wait? Oh, I don't feel anything, Lord. I asked Jesus in my heart. I didn't feel anything. I'm waiting for you, God, to show me something. Have a bolt of lightning hit me or something? No, it's when you ask Jesus into your heart, immediately he came in. There's no when it's going to happen, it's now. So we walk by faith. All right? We don't have to tarry, or you don't have to tarry to get salvation. I accept Jesus my Lord and Savior. There's no tearing there. He comes in right away. He marks in his book. He writes it in his book. He got your name. And he doesn't erase it. You don't have to wait. One thief on the cross. When you come into your kingdom, Lord, remember me. And Jesus said, you'll be with me in paradise. 
Right then, he didn't have to wait. And he said, well, let's see, you're hanging on the cross, but you've got to confess all your sins. Uh, you've got to get baptized. Uh, no, he couldn't do all those things. All he had to do is confess Jesus, ask Jesus. It's a matter of receiving and acting upon it. Amen? Uh, there's a constant danger when we walk by sight. Because we're looking for something. We're wanting to feel something. Or we're trying to reason something out. Faith is now. Amen. Okay. Thank you for agreeing. Let's go to um, the book of Mark. Uh, Mark chapter 11. We all have been there at this point. Whoops. Mark chapter 11. I bet you can't guess where I'm going. Anybody? Mark 11? 22 through 24. Okay. Mark chapter 11, verse 20, starting with verse 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have what? Faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and thou shalt be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he has said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. Amen. When you pray... You must believe. When you pray, you must believe. But most Christians stop right there. I prayed and I believed. you got to do more than that. You have to receive it. You have to take it. You know, in the Old Testament, God gave a lot of promises you know, to the children of Israel. I'm glad you've given us... Greater promises in, in, in the, through the New Testament. And he told them, I'm going to bless you, and you go ahead and possess the land. And of course, we know that uh, when, when God brought them out of Egypt, and they went into the desert, and then they sent, uh, Moses sent out the 12 spies, and they went in there, and God told them, uh, what you see there, you'll possess the land. But they went out there and checked it out. and it, It's everything like God said. It's a land of milk and honey. But they're walking by sight. There's giants. God says, this is the land that you're going to possess, but there's giants. And we can't do anything about it. It is a land of milk and honey, but we can't do anything about it. They messed up. God has given us promises to each and every one of us. And we are seeing giants in the way. We know that it is our possession. But there's giants in the way. We're walking by sight, by reasoning. God says one thing, we're saying differently. And I don't think we want to wander around for 40 years 
to get the promise, get into the promise, right? God told him, take it, lay hold it, believe that you received the possessions that I gave you. And this is where Christians miss it today. You take a promise from God, I see it, I believe it, but I don't possess it. One of these days, God's going to do something. You ever said that to yourself? Well, one of these days, it's going to happen. Boy, you're all somber out there. One of these days, it's going to happen. No, he said to take it now. Right. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Past tense. Okay. Jesus took our, uh, from the cross, he, he literally grabbed it away, seized it from us that we don't need it. But we see ourselves hanging on to stuff or the stuff hanging on to us. Uh-oh. Well, we must wait upon God patiently. Waiting on God. Just waiting on God. Just when, God, will you do it? Hmm. Something's wrong. When? When? How much longer? When you pray, you need to believe something happens. Well, look what that says there. Therefore, verse 24 Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things so ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them. Believe that you will get them. Believe that they'll come to pass. Believe when someone will bring it to me. No, believe that ye receive them. Past tense. You prayed and you have it. Believing that God is going to do something about it is incorrect. It's already been done. The price has been paid. So we don't wait to receive. We pray and believe, and when we pray and believe, that means we receive. You have it now. If you don't try to try to get it, you already have it if you prayed that prayer. You already have it. Just like when you when you prayed Jesus to come into your heart, you didn't wait, wait for him to come in. He was right there. When you pray for for your health, it's there. We just have to believe it, receive it, and take it. In fact, let's look at verse 24 once again. Therefore I say unto you, what things so you desire when ye pray, believe that ye, that word receive there can be, uh, that Word could be said 
Believe that you take it. Take them, and you shall have them. Believe that you have taken them, and you shall have them. You have to, we just got to grab, grab hold of this thing. Our minds have to be renewed. We need to really look at what, what we've been taught. You know, well, you know, I was prayed for, but it didn't happen. Well, it's the words of your mouth that's, that's bringing, bringing the uh, incomplete, incompletion of, of your, your promise. You need to start speaking the word of word. Oh, she's going to illustrate something? All right. Okay, she's, she says okay. Okay. I prayed. I prayed then. It's mine. And I say, well, okay, God, give me, some, you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. He says, hold it here. Yeah, no, but hold it there. We're saying, yeah, God, ah, I, I pray, but I haven't got it yet. I prayed. Take it. You prayed. Take it. <laughs> I'm supposed to receive when I when I pray. If if there's no action of taking it, that promise is no good to us. Remember what the 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 the. the, the oh, cheers. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, we can't have it. Yeah, it's like the nugget. We anybody got the nugget? Right, read read the nugget out. If faith is not exercised, the promises of God bring no comfort. So if you're not exercising your faith, that gift that He's wanting to give you, if you don't take it, it's there for the taking. But everything else is null and void in your life. You have to take it. The wife just uh, pulled out a note, financial note. No, she gave me fifty dollars. I said I prayed for it. Give me fifty dollars, and if I didn't, uh, in order to get the fifty dollars, I had to take it, literally, into my own possession to have it. So we need to, when we pray, we need to take what. God has given us and hold on to it. Don't say, well, you know, uh, well, 99% uh, while well, she's holding it, she said, uh, possession's 99%, so she's got, she's got it and I don't have it. We have to take it. It's not coming out right, but. Okay, when am I going to get it, Lord? is when you received it. It's up to, it's not up to him, it's up to us. Right. He's given us everything. And he just says, says, ask. Amen? He took our infirmities. He bore our sickness. He carried our pains. All these things are past tense. By his stripes, we were healed. When is God going to help you? He's already done it. Mm -hmm. 
How many go to work? You go to work, and at the end of the end of the week, they go to the you get a pay stub or an envelope or something, and you get paid for it, right? Well, I've, well, I went to the employer. I worked for my employer, but he's never given me anything. We had to take it. You spoke it out. You did, you put action to everything. You did the work, but you didn't do the final transaction. That's receiving it. We need to receive it then. Okay. When are we going to believe that we receive? Okay. Faith believes that it receives when it prays. Faith believes that it receives when it prays. That's when you have it. Faith is not frustrated. Faith is not frustrated. It means that you've got it. Faith is now. You have to believe what we receive it. Amen? Believe that you take it, and you shall have it. Believe that, believing is when you do, you act upon faith. Okay. Let's go to Luke. Luke, Luke, the 18th chapter. Maybe we'll get something out. This is a little bit better. Luke chapter 18. Beginning in verse uh, 35. That's Luke 18, 35. This is talking about the blind man. And it came to pass that as he, Jesus came nigh unto Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazarene passes by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And they which went before him rebuked him, that he should, not, uh, that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much more, Thou son, son of David, have mercy upon me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee. Well, Jesus can tell at that time this man was blind because at that time they had certain uh, clothes that represent uh, somebody's blind. I mean, like today you have a, the, the white stick with the red tip. Well, they had different clothing at that time that you'll know this person's, you know, what infirmity they have. And here's this guy's blind. I must have been pretty dirty. I mean, he was sitting there in the pathway, you know, begging and dust and all that type of stuff to get him. Anyway, look what Jesus says. What wilt thou shed that what wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. What was he doing? The man was what? Asking. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith has has saved thee. And immediately he received his sight. When did he have to ask anymore? He received immediately. When we ask Jesus, immediately it comes into being. 
And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, uh, when they saw it, gave God the praise. What shall I do unto thee? Jesus said, take, Jesus says, uh, receive thy sight. Faith, your faith has a hand, it grabs. When you, when, when you have your faith out there, it, it grabs what, what is in the spiritual realm and brings it into the natural realm. It's going to grab whatever you ask for. According to, according to the word of God. Amen? Glory to God in Jesus. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, let's go to, let's back up to the book of, uh, where we're in Luke already. Let's go to the Luke chapter 8. In Luke chapter 8. Well, let's go to verse 41. And there came a man named Jairus, who had for a long time been a director of the synagogue, and fall, this is from the Amplified, and falling at his feet of Jesus, he begged him to come to his house. For he had, a, he, and he had only a daughter, about 12 years of age, and was, she was dying. And Jesus went, and the people pressed together around about him, Almost suffocating him. All right, so Jesus is going to Jairus' house to uh, minister to his daughter. You, you got that? Okay, now, okay. I'm going to go to the uh, King James. Verse 43. Any woman having an issue of blood, 12 years which she had spent all of her living upon the physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood was staunched or stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? Who touched me? Verse 45, And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, all denied, Here's, here's everybody around Jesus. And Jesus says, who touched me? And nobody says a thing. Look what it says. All denied. That means even the woman that with issue of blood says, I ain't going to say a word. Because if I got it on the wrong way, he's going to take it back. When all denied... Peter, uh, Peter and they that went were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, verse 46, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive virtue has gone out of me. So in other words, Jesus, he gets touched. Who touched me? And everybody says, Nobody, not me, not me, not me. Peter says, Everybody's around you, you got touched. Jesus says, Someone touched me. And I'm not leaving to find out. I want to find out who touched me. 
Wow. That's something else. The woman with the issue of blood, she did not ask. She believed. And she said, when she pressed, she pressed in, if I touch it, I will be healed. I guess, then, then she gets healed and in verse 45. Jesus says, who touched me? Verse 40, 40, where am I at? 48. Well, let's go to verse 47. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, in other words, imagine Jesus looking all over the crowd. Somebody touched me. And, you know, she already crawled up to the front of the crowd, so it had to be somebody in the front here. Um, she, She couldn't be hid. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. I'm the one that did it. I I touched your hem of your garment and I'm healed. What did Jesus say? Verse 48. Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Just ask it in her mind. I'm going to touch. She received that. And it came to pass. Wow. In Luke, uh, Luke 18.42, Thy faith has saved thee to the, to the blind men. Here, here Jesus says, Thy faith has made thee whole. Faith will reach out and grab what you need. Once you pray, believe that you have it. You grab it and you take it in. Into, the, into your spirit, knowing that it's there. Be of good comfort. That made, faith is made the home. It's time to walk by faith, people. Amen. We're into the fourth month already into the new year. It's time to walk by faith. Put those goals out there and begin to pull them in by faith. Confess God's way, not, not, the, not the world's way. Not I hope so, maybe so, but faith is now. I have it. Okay. Name it and claim it. Or blabber it and grab it. Well, that's what God says. It's in his word. I mean, people are saying, well, you know, Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, and all that. It's, it's, it's a truth. He says what you confess is what you possess, and they're just making fun of what, what the Bible says. Don't make fun of what, what the Bible says. Claim it and, and hold on to it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You're going to get out here quicker than lightning. Luke, Luke chapter 11 this time. That's Luke chapter 11. Look at, look at verse 5. Oh, begin with verse 5. Luke eleven five, And he said unto him, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight? Hello, midnight's when you go to bed. I mean, you should be in bed already. Unless you're watching a late TV show. But you're in bed, okay? At midnight, have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight. How would you like someone knocking on your door at midnight? 
hey, wake up. And say to the friend, lend me some loaves, or lend me some, hey, I got some friends here. They just came in, and I don't have any more food. Just give me some food so I can feed these people. They're keeping me up. Okay. Verse 6, and, the fr and a friend of mine uh, in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing set before him. So, hey, come on. They came at midnight, and I'm waking you up at midnight. I've got no food for them. I'm, nothing's prepared. What does it say here? Verse 7, and he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. Don't bother me. I'm, I'm in bed. Door, the door is now locked shut, okay? And the children are in bed, okay? I cannot rise and give thee food. But the guy's out there. Well, nowadays you'd be hitting the doorbell. Ding, 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 ding. If the doorbell's going off, my dog is going to be jumping all over the place. Now verse 8, look what Jesus says. And I say unto you, although he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as needed. In other words, he said, all right, you're my friend, but I'm not going to get any rest until I give it to him. It's going to keep the dogs up and the children up, and I've got to get up. Come on, open up. Okay? That's annoying. <laughs> In other words, Jesus said, it was an incorrect time to ask for vittles. <laughs> okay? It was, it was so socially incorrect. You don't go bother. Right. <laughs> I need a cup of sugar. I'm, I'm baking a cake. At midnight, right? He got up at midnight because it says that was Importunity. Okay, uh, definition. Without modesty, shameless, not bashful, but bold, not in the proper timing. So this, is, this guy was bold. It was not the proper timing, but he kept, he kept it up. Right? Uh-oh. So what did he say? What did Jesus finally say? Verse 9. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto thee. In other words, you do those things, even when it's not the proper time, you go for it. Faith says now. You might not think, you know, God doesn't sleep. Right. Not with. He didn't say, I'm on, the, I'm on the hotline. I can't talk to you right now. God's, God's always awake. He's ready to, to, to help us in a time of need. This was a time of need. Oh, glory to God. Are you still there in uh, Luke? That was Luke. Okay. Now I want us to go to Luke chapter 15. Uh, 
Okay. Luke chapter 15, beginning with verse 11. This is about the prodigal son. Beginning with verse 11. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall unto me. So the young son is asking, you know, hey, you know, I'm old enough now, and I, I want to just go out there and, and have an adventure. And, and you know you're going to give it to me, you know, when you pass away, so why can't I get a little bit of it now? And what's the father saying? And he divided it unto them as his living. What did it say? All together? He what? Divided what? Between what? Unto them. So it's not just the, the younger brother that had it, that asking, but he gave it to the older brother too. Wow. Isn't that a blessing? Glory to God. We need to find out what we get. You need to find out what you have, I should say. Find out what, what the Word of God tells you. Find out what you get. And then you can, go, you can take it then. Receive it then. A hundredfold in this lifetime. I need a hundredfold in this lifetime. Angels bring forth the, the finances that I call, I'm calling in. You need to find out what you can get. Or what's due you. Through the inheritance. God has given us each and every one of us inheritance. Some, of us, some, some, some are a little bit more bolder like this younger, the younger brother. I want it now and I want to have a party. And God says, well, the father says, well, if you want to go out and have a party, go ahead. Just, you know, just remember, you're my son. I want you doing something wrong. Of course, he went out and spent it all. Right? We need to receive what he's wanting to give us now. Why wait until you get to heaven and find out? Well, you could have had riches, good health, prosperity while you're on earth, but you're asking for it here on heaven where there's nowhere to spend this stuff. So find out what you got now and then ask for it. Because he's giving, given that stuff to us to what? Promote his Kingdom. He doesn't expect us to be like the younger brother and, and sow it all on himself or throw it on himself. We're, we're supposed to establish his kingdom. So why wait till way down, way down the line when you can have it now and begin to pro properly disperse those finances out into his kingdom? Because when you disperse it out into his kingdom... It comes back unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And upon many waters it shall come rolling in. So we think, well, you know, I'm just giving now, I'm just not going to get anything back. No, you look at God's scripture and it says, it's going to come back unto you. 
We got to quit looking at the I me disease. This is for me, it's just for my, you know, the younger son, it was just for me. It's not for you. It's out, we're out there to get the, uh, give the blessings out. Oh, glory to God. When you bless them, when you bless somebody out, or bless somebody out, bless somebody out there, God says, well, they're wanting to bless. Give them more so they can bless more. He didn't say, well, you know, they didn't, you know, they're not doing it right. They should have gave more, so I'm not going to give them any more because they, they should have did more. He says, when, when you give out more, what you sow, you shall reap back in a, in a greater harvest. Amen. Glory to God. The one son missed out, missed out by using it wrong, the younger son. But we see here what, what is, what's going on. Oh, let's see where. Okay, let's go down, drop down to verse 27. And he, and he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father has killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him and safe and sound. And he was angry. This is the older brother now. Verse 28, he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and entreated him. And he answered and said unto his father, Lo, all these many years I do serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou hast never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Well, didn't he get, didn't he get his uh, inheritance the same time as the younger son? Couldn't he go, went out and threw a party for himself? He's committed to, to do the job, but when you do the job, God wants you to be happy, not angry. Okay. The elder boy, boy had, or the elder son had, wrong thinking. It is yours to use. Get up and use it. Quit being stingy. Uh-oh. Okay. I've got to close up here. So let's go to the book of... John, book of John, chapter 3. John, chapter 3. We have communion yet to go in a hurry. John, chapter John chapter 3, verse 27. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. From the Amplified, John answered, A man can receive nothing. He can claim nothing. He can take nothing unto himself. Nothing except as it has been granted him, 
granted him from heaven. A man must be content to receive a gift which he is given to him from heaven. There is no other source. Are you reading that? You cannot, you can, you cannot possess what you have not been given. You can't possess that you what you can't uh, that has not been given unto you. So God has given us certain things. We need to possess them and use them for our, our own self to be blessed, uh, have blessings come on us to bless others. It has to come from heaven. So when you ask, receive, give out. Mm. Okay. All the way back to the Old Testament, and we want to go to the book of Deuteronomy. How many is reading through the Bible this year? You should have got up to at least Deuteronomy now. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 1. Look at this. Deuteronomy chapter 1. God has given us promises. Everyone says? Amen. Amen. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 8. Behold, God is speaking. I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers. Go and possess the land. Verse 21 of that same chapter. Behold, the Lord thy God has set the land before thee. Go up and possess it, as the Lord thy God, the Father, has given unto thee. Fear not, neither be discouraged. God says, you have it. Go up and possess it. Ask, seek, and knock. Go up and possess it. Take it. It's yours. It's his promise to you. Uh, chapter 2 of uh, Deuteronomy, and looking at verse... Chapter 2, Deuteronomy, verse 24. Arise up, take up your journey, and pass over the river Aaron. Behold, I have given unto thy hand Shinon, the Amorite king of Ashbon, and his land. Begin to possess it, and contend with him in battle. Means... You're going to have to contend with the enemy. He's going to be trying to hold back. But he says, you possess it, you take it. There's going to be a little bit of a fight there for you to possess it. But he says you have it. He's on your side. He's already made it clear. You win. Don't worry about those that are going to come up and try to block you for doing something. You possess it. You've got, you've got, you've got the power. Amen. And you've got the power behind you. Oh, glory to God. Oh, let's go to the book of Joshua now. We're going to close up real quick here. In the book of Joshua, we want to go to the 18th chapter. That's Joshua 18. Are you ready? 
I hope you don't fall in the first category. Joshua chapter 18. Beginning with verse 2. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes. Got that? Seven tribes. Which had not yet received their inheritance. Well, how many tribes are there? Twelve. And seven haven't gotten their, their inheritance yet. How many believers are out there? Hmm. Verse 3. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are ye slack to possess the land which the Lord God your Father has given to you? Why are you waiting? God is giving you the, giving you the, the, His word, His power, and all you have to do is use your faith and take it. Amen. Receive and take Take and receive. Wow. Okay, let's go to um, eight. We're in 18, right? Let's go to verse 9. And the men went and passed through the land and described it by the cities into the seven parts and in the book and came again to Joshua, uh, to the host of, of Shiloh, and Joshua cast out the lots. And there Joshua, verse 10, divided the land unto the children of Israel according to their divisions. They went in there and they got the land. We need to go out there and get our land. We need to get out there exactly what God has showed us for this year. Knock, and it shall be opened. Seek you, shall find. Ask, and it shall be given. Put them all together, and you've got covenant blessings. Amen? Oh, think about it. You, we don't have to wait for God. He already says whatever, he said, whatever promises in, in the word of, that you're stand, uh, standing for, you take that promise and receive it then. Don't wait. Why are you waiting for? It's theirs for you to possess. Amen? Amen. So we close off and it's uh, when to take hold. Is your title. When to take hold. And the answer is what? Yeah. Now. Now. Oh, glory to God. I say we have the communion table set. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Now is the time. Today's the day you step forward, not fall back.
there'll be always those that will not follow through. Just like I said, there were seven tribes that didn't even go forth. We gotta be those that will go forth and take the land. And if you look at, if you read further on, the book, uh, uh, the uh, tribe of Judah took as much land as they wanted, so much more that they said, another, other, uh, I think it was the Simeon said, tribe of Simeon said, we don't have anything. Tribe of Judah says, we have so much, take what you need. You got to be the one, you have so much, you can tell somebody, take what you need. Amen. Quit thinking small, yes. One thing about the tribe of Judah, they were the pleasure. Okay. Amen. Okay, if we get the music, thank you. If we get the music ready, and if uh, my able assistants come come forward, please. In the book of First Corinthians, uh, chapter eleven, Paul writes, "For I received of the Lord that which was." also delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup, which he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as ye off as ye drink it in remembrance of me. The bread, of course, is uh, the matzah bread that they used on at Passover, it shows stripes and the bruises, example of what Jesus' body looked like. And it says, by Jesus' stripes are we healed. The piece of bread that you might have in your hand, you might have a stripe and the bruises, all that sickness and disease has been removed. And as we take the bread, partake in the bread, we should be reminded that we can walk in excellence of health because Jesus took all sickness and diseases from us. So Father, we, we praise you, we just give you thanks for the opportunity, Father God, to commemorate, Father God, the victory, Father God, that Jesus had at the cross, Father God, giving us, Father God, the greatest blessing ever, in Jesus' name. Another cup. is the example of the blood. It's a New Testament. <clears throat> and through that New Testament that we are the blood washed. Forever forgiven. 
forever a child of God as we are washed in the blood. Father, we thank you, Lord, that Jesus was committed to give us life and life more abundantly through his blood. So, Father, we receive that life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's all stand. <clears throat> We will all see you next, this coming Wednesday, <clears throat> and we'll look at God's generals. Come alive. You need to be alive for Jesus. Amen. Take your faith and move out. Amen. Don't be like the others that are waiting. We need to move out. Claim the, claim the promises of God. Faith moves God. Amen. So, Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. We thank you for this day, Father God. And thank you, Lord, that uh, we will stand tall, Father God. We will take that which we, has been given unto us, Father God. We will receive it, Father God. And, Father God, I thank you, Lord, as we receive, Father God, we can be a blessing to those, Father God, that are around us, Father God, because we are the blessed. Now, as we go our separate ways, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we can be blessings, Father God, to those around us, Father God. Make this week, Father God, be one of excitement, Father God, and blessings, Father God, to those that we come in contact with. In Jesus' name, amen.